All right, so third John chapter one. I mean, third John has only one chapter. Verse two. Third John two, since um, it only has one chapter, right? Third John two. Oh, I'm there. All right. Is everybody, is everybody there? I'm going to read it from the amplified version. AMPC. AMPC. Oh, okay. I would like somebody online to read for us from the amplified version. We're going to read it from a couple of translations. Well, let's start from the amplified. AMPC. Somebody online. Stephanie, Lucy. Who gets them? I, I hope they can hear me. Sorry, what was the scripture? Third John, third John, verse two. Third John, verse two. Okay, while we wait, um, um, David, which translation do you have? Oh, wait, you don't have a Bible? Oh, get a Bible, get a Bible, get a Bible. Get a Bible. All right. Ethan, read from the translation you have. Um, immediately when I was in the Spirit. Mm-mm. That's not told you. Are you sure? It's okay. Stephanie, are you there now? Yeah. All right, please go ahead. Beloved, mm-hmm. I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. Wow. Please take note of what. Please read it one more time. Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper. And be in good health physically, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. Awesome. Praise God. Thank you. He says, I pray what? That in every way you succeed. Right? Then he also says that. So he says, I pray that in every way you succeed and that you are in what? Perfect health. So God is interested in your what? Success in everything and is also interested in your physical health he wants you to be healthy in your body and he wants you to succeed in every way did you see that you see let's read it from your translation what do you have Um, beloved i pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers he says i pray that you prosper in all things and that you may be in health now there is a difference between being in health and being healed being healed means maybe you were sick, then you got healed, right? That's good. But what he's saying is that he wants, you, he wants something better for you than that. He doesn't want you to get sick, then get healed, then get sick, then get healed. No, he wants you to be in health. That means you never get sick. 
That is God's idea for you. Number one, you are successful in everything. Then number two, you are what? Healthy in your body. You see? So God is as interested in your physical health and your prosperity as you are in, even more than you. He desires it for you. You see that? So today, I wanted us to talk, we are talking about prosperity. The secret code, the code of prosperity. You see? The code of prosperity. What is the code of prosperity? Breaking that code. How do I prosper as a person? You see that? Because we've already seen it now from the scriptures that God wants you to prosper. What does it mean to prosper? All is going well with you. You are a success in everything. That's why we read a couple of other translations, right? You are a success in everything. In your academics, you are successful. In your finances, you are successful. In your relationships, you are successful. You have a business, it is successful. He says, all may go well with you. You see, life is a journey. And on that journey, you know, when you, some, some, um, some people, when they say, oh, you know, you are going on a journey, they say, I pray that everything will go well with you on that journey. Some parents bless their children like that. Oh, as you go on this journey, all will be well with you. Do you understand? When you were born into this world, you were set on a journey. And all going well with you signifies prosperity. You see that? At every stage of your life, as you grow in age, it's another journey. God expects you to be successful at every stage of your journey through life. You see that? So, success, prosperity, physical health is desired for you by God. You being sick does not glorify God. You being a failure in your academics does not glorify God. God is not happy with it. Don't be deceived by the news. Uh, you know, they say, oh, you know, um, this guy says, I'm a billionaire today. In school, I was failing and they thought I was terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't be deceived by that. You see that? The world's view of success is different from God's view of success. You, if you look at what we just read, he says, I pray that all may go well with you. Not some things may go well with you. He wants all to go well with you. God desires you to have all-around prosperity. Did you hear that? He desires you to have what? All-around what? Prosperity. Prosperity as you, as in your sports, in your sports, uh, uh, what you do for sports. Prosperity. You see? You are good in everything. You are good in your academics. You are good in sports. You are a good kid at home. You, that is all-round prosperity. And God desires it for you. Amen? Now, let's look at that scripture very closely again. Let's go back to it. It says, Beloved, I'm reading from the Amplified, I pray that you may prosper in every way and that your body may keep well even as your soul keeps well and prospers. So, remember we said that what? God wants you to prosper, right? Succeed in every area of your life, right? Then he wants you to be healthy. Now, the extent to which you enjoy that prosperity is dependent on how much your soul prospers. That is very important. Your soul must prosper. 
Look at it again. He says, even though that I know your soul keeps well and prospers. So, before you can prosper physically, before you can prosper in every area of your life, you must prosper first. Where? In your soul. What is your soul? Your spirit. Do you understand? You must first prosper in your spirit before you prosper physically. Why am I excited whenever I see any of you? Maybe you, you, know, you do well in school, you have good grades, you know, something happens. Because I know it is, because, it is as a result of the prosperity of your spirit. Do you understand? It is not because, oh, you are better than... I mean, of course, by the Spirit of God, you are better, you are, you are, you are the best in your place. But why are you the best? Because of the prosperity of your spirit. You see that? So, your success in life, your prosperity in life is dependent on the prosperity of your spirit. If your spirit is not prospering, you will fail. You can succeed for a while, but your success will not last. So, that's why he was telling, um, you know, he's telling us in this scripture that you will prosper in every way. Your, your, you, you will be in health as your soul what? prospers as your what soul prospers your soul must prosper first before you can prosper physically so let's say your health is failing or you are failing somewhere maybe in in some area of your life what should you do check the prosperity of your soul do you understand Remember, we say they say in uh, it's in um, computer. Com- I think it's a computer lang terminology. Garbage in, garbage out, right? Yeah. Inputs. Uh, I mean, whatever you put as input is what you get as output, right? Mm-hmm. So, if your output, the output of your life, is not really, you don't really like it. What must you do? Check the input. Do you understand? The input is the prosperity of your soul. That means, what are you putting inside you? Your soul is, you know, um, part of your spirit. Your soul is your mind, your will, you know, your, your spirit. I mean, your soul functions for the spirit. So, it's talking about your spirit. So, if your output, that means what you are saying in your life, oh my, I'm just being sick throughout this year. You've been sick throughout this year. Check the prosperity of your spirit. That means there's something wrong with the impute. That means there's something wrong inside. You are putting the wrong things inside your spirit. You see that? So, the prosperity of your outside is dependent on the prosperity of your inside. So, how can you prosper now outside? Prosper inside first. Do you understand? Let me show you an example of somebody, a young person in the Bible, who prospered. Let's open to the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. Genesis chapter 39. We're going to read from verse 1 to verse 5. Let's let's read let's read it into verse six. Genesis chapter thirty nine, from verse one to six. I want everybody to please, please, please look in your Bibles. This is very, very important. Okay, 
You need this for your life. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 39, verse 1 to 6. I hope everybody's there. If we have it from the... Okay, so I shall go ahead and read for us. And of the blue and the purple... What? And of the blue... No, sir. Genesis 39. Oh, that's Exodus. Oh, dear. Okay. Let's have a lady read. You can read. Go ahead, sir. No, go ahead. Genesis? 39. 1 to 6. Yes. Um, now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an, offer, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him from the Ishmaelites, who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master said, The Lord was with him. And that the Lord had made all he did to prosper in his hands. So Joseph found favor in the sight and served him. Then he made his overseer, then he made him the overseer of his house. And that all he had he put under the authority. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Um David, I want you to read verse 2 again. Read verse 2. Genesis 39, verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph, yeah. and he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. And he prospered in, his hand, in the hand. Look, he says the Lord was with what? Joseph, right? And he prospered, what? In the house of his master. Right? Now, if let me read it from the... Um, Lucy, do you have it on the Amplified? Can you read it from the Amplified? Genesis chapter 39, verse 2. Yes. Yes, yes please. Go ahead. Genesis chapter 39, verse 2. Amplified. Adonai was with Joseph, and mm-hmm. he became wealthy while he was in the household of his master, the Egyptians. Is that... Do you have the Amplified version? This Oh. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Yeah, get the amplified. Yeah. The Lord was with Joseph, mm-hmm. and he, even though a slave, became successful. Became a successful and prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Did you see that? Thank you. He says there's something I wanted to bring out. He says the Lord was with Joseph, and he, even though a slave, was a successful and prosperous man. He was a slave. His brother sold him into slavery. Then this guy, Potiphar, buys him as a slave. Right? And the Bible says, even though he was a slave, he was successful and prosperous. 
So prosperity is not in your job description. You see that? Prosperity is not in your job description. You can be working at McDonald's and be a successful and prosperous person. Prosperity is not in your location. He was not with his family at this time. He was away. He was in the house of his master. That's what the Bible says. But the Bible says, even though he was a slave, he was a successful and what? Prosperous man. Prosperity is not your job. It's not in your job description. It is not in your location. It is in who you are. What you put on the inside. Remember what I said. As your spirit prospers, impute, get, generate your what? Output. What are you putting inside? That means Joseph was putting the right things inside him. So it was showing on the outside. Even the Bible said it. Did you read it? There? It says that the master saw that Joseph was a very successful dude. Anything the master noticed that anything I give this guy is gonna work. Now look at look at it. Genesis chapter 39, verse 3. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to flourish and succeed in his hand. The master saw it. You see that? The master saw it. That means prosperity can be seen. And that's what God wants to do with your life. That's why he says, I want you to prosper in every way. I want you to be in health. Because I want everybody to see your prosperity. I want everybody to see what I'm doing with your life. You see that? He said his master saw it. Even though it was a slave. Do you know that? And at this age, Joseph was sold at the age of 17. He was sold into slavery. So at this time, He's probably still a teenager. Or at most, he was maybe like in his early 20s. So he was kind of like you, in your age bracket. Do you understand? He was in your age bracket. So the excuse of, oh, you know, I'm still younger. You can be successful now. You can be successful now. You can be prosperous now in every area of your life. Don't wait till you are 40 before you say, man, have I been successful with your life, with my life? Pastor Chris says, success is not measured at the end of your life. Success is measured at different stages of your life. So the question is now, at this stage of your life now, are you a success? If the answer to the question is no, you have work to do. And if the answer to the question is, oh, okay, maybe I'm trying to, I'm, I want to put you on the path of permanent prosperity and success. Because I want you to understand that prosperity and success is your birthright. You were called into this life. Amen? So that should be your description. I'm a successful and a prosperous teenager. I'm a successful and a prosperous man. Nothing that you do should fail. No responsibility should be given to you and you come back and with excuses. Excuses are tools for the incompetent. Did you hear what I said? Excuses are what? Tools for the what? Incompetent. When you give excuses, you are just trying to tell us that you are not competent for the job. You don't come back with excuses. Successful people don't make excuses. They produce results. Successful people what? Don't what? Don't make excuses. They produce results. 
You see that? Joseph, when the Bible says he was a successful and prosperous man, what does that mean? He never came back with excuses. He never came back with excuses. He always what? Produced results. I will, you have to hold on to your question. I won't say it. You see? He never came back with excuses. You get the job done. You get the job done. If what you require, if maybe you have a task at hand and you feel like you require more information, what are you supposed to do? Get the information you require to get the job done. Don't wait and say, oh, when they now ask you, oh, what happened? I didn't have this. I didn't have that. What did you do when you didn't have it? What did you do? You just sat there on your, on your hands? That's failure. That's failure. Successful people don't make excuses. They produce results. Now, am I saying that every, maybe you have a task, maybe, oh, you are supposed to do it 100%. You, you tried, you tried, you tried. Maybe you did 70%. That's okay. But not doing it at all, then coming up with excuses, that's failure. And prosperity doesn't go well with excuses. You cannot be a prosperous person when you are always making excuses. Or you have somebody to blame for why this didn't happen, why, this, that, why you didn't do this, why you didn't do that. No, 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 no. That's not the life God has called you to live. All right? That is not the life God has called you to live. God has called you to a life of prosperity, a life of success. You get the job done. What is success? The ability to get the job done. That's what success is. The ability to do what? To get the job done. The ability to get the job done. And remember what I said. You can be a success at every stage of your life. You are 14 now. You should be a success at 14. You are going to 15. You should be a success at 15. At every stage of my life up until now, I can tell you the things I achieved at every stage. The successes I had at every stage. I'm not, I'm not going to wait till I'm 100 to start. I'm, I can tell you what I achieved at 14, what I achieved at 17, what I achieved at 21. What I achieved at 25. Because success is measured at different stages. So my, my journey of success did not start today. My journey of success started way earlier. Do you understand? Now let's go to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. You've seen examples from, the, uh, you know, from Joseph. How he became successful. Even as a houseboy. You know in Nigeria we call what he was a houseboy. That's what it was. A houseboy. What does that mean? That means, you know, somebody employed him. You can be more successful than your employer. You see that? Let's go to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Okay. okay. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. I want um, Isaac to read it for us. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, um, do you have the Amplified? You have? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Mm -hmm. shall read and meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance. I hope everybody is there. Joshua 1, 8. Everybody there? Okay. So that, you may, so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. Mm -hmm. For then you will make your way prosperous. 
and you'll be successful. You will make your way prosperous and you will be successful. So, in this scripture, it gives you the key to your success. If you don't do this, you will not be a success. Let's look at it again. It says, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, but you must meditate on it day and night, that you may be careful, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous. You shall make your way prosperous. So it is Ethan's responsibility to make his own way prosperous, to make his own life prosperous. Ethan is not supposed to be asking God, saying, God, prosper me. No. Ethan is supposed to make his own way prosperous. Do you understand? You make your own way prosperous. You set yourself on that journey of success. You set yourself on that journey of prosperity. It is your responsibility. And it tells you how. It says what? This book of the law, that means the word of God, must not depart out of your mouth. What does that mean? You must meditate on the word of God. Now, you know, when we talk about meditation, some people may not understand what is exactly is meditation. I mean, you read um, today's Tifo, right? And it says you should meditate on some scriptures, right? As an act, right? But what exactly does meditation mean? What exactly does meditation mean? Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4, verse um, 21. Let's read it from the Passion Translation. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 21. What does it mean to meditate? Because it tells us that meditation is the key to your prosperity, right? From Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. He says, if you... The word of God must not depart from your mouth, but you must what? Meditate on it day and night. When you do this, you are going to be prosperous. So what exactly does meditation mean? What does it mean to meditate? Proverbs chapter 4 verse 21. From the Passion Translation. I don't know if any other person has... I don't know how many people have Passion Translation. Sister Sonia, do you have it? Yes. Yes, please go ahead. Yes, TPT. Remember, we're talking about prosperity, how to prosper in life. So do you want me to just do 21 or go down? 21. We can do 21. Just 21. Okay. Yes. Um, fill your thoughts with words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Could you read one more time? Fill your thoughts with my words yes. until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Thank you. He says, fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. That is meditation. Filling your mind with God's word. For example, let me, let just a, a quick of, uh, example of how to meditate. Let's say, okay, I have this scripture. Um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Which verse of scripture is that? Who can tell me? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Ah. <laughs> no. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What verse of scripture is that? Twenty dollars to your cash app now if you get if you do it. Twenty dollars now. 
Oh my god. Can you imagine that? Zero. Don't worry. You Forget about it. You make Bam. Money. It's over. It's you gone. Even tell us time wow. No, no yes. time, no need. Ah, it's, wow. it's something you should know. Boom. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. <laughs> Don't wow. worry. Too late, bro. <laughs> you see? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, how do you meditate on that? Look at what the Bible says. It says, fill your thoughts, what? With my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. So what do I do? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm thinking about it. I take some time. I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm letting it go through my mind. Go through my mind. Go through my mind. I'm just sitting down there quietly. At the beginning, I'm just sitting there quietly. Thinking about it in my mind. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not saying anything now. I'm just what? Thinking about it in my mind. Do you understand? Thinking about it in my mind. Just thinking about it in my mind. Thinking about it in my mind. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's going through my mind. He's going through my mind. Then, then the next stage, as I'm thinking and doing through my mind, I'm saying it to myself quietly. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes, I can do anything through God who gives me strength. I can do anything. There is nothing I cannot do. I'm just saying it quietly to myself. I'm saying it quietly to myself. I can do all things to Christ. Nobody may be hearing me. Remember, the first stage, I'm just what? Thinking about it in my mind, right? I'm not saying anything. It's just going through my mind. Just going through my mind. Just going through my mind. I'm filling my mind with it. It's like I'm trying to memorize it. Do you understand? I'm trying to memorize it. That's the first stage of meditation. Then the second stage, now I'm saying it out. The things I've been memorizing, I'm saying it now to myself. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who energizes me. I can do all things through Christ. There is nothing I can do. There is nothing I can do. I'm saying it to myself again and again, muttering it to myself, muttering it to myself, muttering it to myself. That's the second stage of meditation. Then the third stage of meditation, I'm saying it out loud. Why must you say it out loud? So that it will drown every other negative thought in your mind. Do you understand? You are saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Lord is my strength now. I can do all things through Christ. Now it has gotten into your spirit. You are now saying it out. So that the devil can hear you and is afraid. When you speak the word boldly like that, he runs away from you. I can do all things. There is nothing I cannot do. I'm a success. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's how you meditate on the scripture. You see? So meditation is not just, oh, I, do, I can do all things through Christ and I just go. No, it's, it's you take time. You take time. You see? You go through the first stage where you are just thinking of it through your mind. Then the second stage, you are saying it to yourself quietly, slowly. Nobody may be hearing you. Then the third stage, you are shouting it out. You are saying it loud. Saying it loud. Saying it loud. You do that consistently. You are on that path of success and what? And prosperity. Because God has told us, the word of God has told us that the way to prosper is what? By what? Meditating on God's word. Praise the Lord. We are going to continue from there next time. Amen? Amen. Alrighty.